Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Flames Fancast. Uh, If you're listening to this, Happy New Year. You've made it through 2020 alive and hopefully well. Uh, And welcome to our inaugural show of the season. We're going to do a little preview of what's going to happen. And we're going to look at the Flames' chances, the lines, the training camp, and how things are going to go for the Flames this season. Just a general chat to get things rolling before our season starts on Thursday against Winnipeg. Jenk, how are you? Good. What's so funny? I'm just I'm just glad we're doing this again. Yeah, it's good to be back. Hockey'll be back for on a regular basis. It would be nice to finally do this because it's we got we got too many distractions going on now and it'd be good to just focus on hockey instead of all the shit that's going around around us. So, this is nice. I'm actually I was actually excited doing this today. I know that we talked about the goalies before and I remarked to you I was shocked about how there was no uh, Parsons and Gillies. I didn't even know that Gillies had been traded, uh, not even traded, signed in St. Louis, and that Parsons was injured because I was shocked to see the goalie, uh, goalies attending training camp. But that's how much I'd kind of not followed a little bit in the, when the season had ended there. I mean, like, I think it's hard to follow because of the long, it felt like a really long break this time, longer than usual. I'm not sure if it was actually longer in terms of days, but it did feel long. It felt really long, and you just get disconnected normally. Yeah. And I think you're probably just like most of the other fans. Like you kind of just, you know, out of sight, out of mind for so long. I only just started like basically following them once again, as keenly as I normally do with the uh, scrimmages starting and and the training camp starting. So yeah, today is uh, the last scrimmage for the flames. And I know that the squads this year will be a lot bigger because of the taxi squad. So they're going to be able to take more players with them, which means a, you know, hopefully you'll be able to ride any blips that happen because of COVID. And B, you can also tailor your roster a little more to the opposition. So we'll see how that shakes out as the season goes along. But. That's a big advantage. But yeah, it's, it, you know, they're taking the lessons from other leagues too. Because I think in the NBA, for example, they postponed some games today because I think it was the, um, it was either the Magic or the, or the Hawks, but they just, they had eight guys out. Yeah. So they can't even like court an entire roster. I don't, I, yeah, it's just. It's just grim, but anyhow, let's get into it. Um, I think the goalie position will be one of the easiest because I think for the first time in a long time we have a we have a real bona fide one A. Now, sorry, just one. Jesus, there's no fuck. there's no one A one B. We have a one, <sighs> but uh, I don't know how it's gonna pan out. How much Markstrom's actually gonna play? I could tell you how it's gonna pan out. He's gonna play most of the games. He's gonna play seventy percent of the games at least. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I like hope you, so. no, but that's the mentality they got to go in with. None of this wishy-washy what what are we going to play in blah blah blah. Like that's the number 1. That's it. There's no more discussions. I think he's a definite This is probably the best goalie signing we've had since Kiprasov. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure he is, but I don't want to throw him in that basket right away. Oh yeah, no. In but terms I of mean, magnitude, I agree. The signings before that were just bad. Now he, he, if he plays at a Kiprasov level, we're gold. But uh, for sure, he's for just sure. he's the best goalie we've had probably since Kiprasov. And I mean, he hasn't even played a game for us yet. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, I, I don't think like I'm not trying to nitpick, but Kiprasov wasn't like a big trade. No, but in gone, retrospect, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, he was huge in retrospect for yeah. sure, but. We we traded a bag of pucks for the guy. Like it's not a second round pick from the Flames is pretty much a bag of pucks with our drafting records. So. Well, I mean, even then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
Uh, a few other additions at the camp. Louis, I don't even know, Domingue or Domingue. Yeah. And Garrett Sparks. Um, I honestly have no idea <laughs> how either one of them I don't, is I doing. I don't think, yeah. And Domingue doesn't exactly have a listening record as a backup in the league. So I, I don't even think he's going to be our... I, I've always had the take that uh, Riddick is probably getting shot because, I don't know, like, number one, we'll have salary issues, but number two, I just don't think he's a backup. Like, I think he's he's capable of more, to be honest, but Domingue and, and Sparks, I mean, what's the, I, it's just a body in the net at this point, isn't well, it? Well, yeah, Riddick is a free agent after this season, and I, I guess it's just... Just a little bit extra depth for this roller coaster of a season we're about to embark on here, but I can't really see either one of them challenging for even a backup position. But no, I don't either. But I mean, okay, in reality, you want the fact that we Markstrom and Riddick, obviously Garrett Sparks, a PTO was, and we had Domingue was just Domingue. I don't even know. It's shocking to me. To me, like. Imagine you're Domingue and you're saying Domingue. I don't know how we're, <laughs> we're, we're going to be swapping between the ways we pronounce his name, which is totally disrespectful on our part. But the least we could do is learn the guy's name. Um, but tracking back to that, imagine you're him and you get signed by the Flames, right? And then maybe what, like a month later, all of a sudden you're like, some dude is getting a PTO too. How do you feel? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if he came in, because he was signed to a two-way contract. I don't know if he came in under any illusions, but I, I, even for the players in the system, there's a lot of goalies ahead of you. Like Matt, Tyler Parsons, I know he's injured right now, but you've got, you've got four or five guys, if you include Dustin Wolf, ahead of you. Yeah. And you, you were, he, he was a bright prospect back in the day, and we just, we just gave up on Gillies, which is... I mean that's but I that's mean, is part Gilly's of the, any different than it's part of the Louis? business though. And is it and is Gillies any different than Garrett Sparks? How old is Gillies now? I think he's twenty six. Yeah, I mean you Yeah, that's a tough age at this point, right? It's kind of What's the difference between him and one of these other guys? Right I now, I guess NHL from, experience perhaps. From my puny brain, nothing really, except for the NHL experience. But I wouldn't even look if you look at his NHL experience and I'm using that loosely, it's not exactly deep well i mean i'm pretty sure we can count the games and with just basically our hands right yeah. like it's not yeah yeah it's I not mean, enough. markstrom has got to be the guy he's going to be the guy i get ptsd whenever we talk about goalies just because we just we've refused to have that number one or even when one of the guys that could have been a number one we kind of just abandoned that whole thing Whenever they had a bad streak, I just just leave this guy alone. Just play him. Uh, I mean, he's our he's our minutes. guy for for years because he signed long term. Yeah, I think he's thirty or thirty one there or thereabouts, and that's it. I I hope I hope you're right. I hope he's just the number one guy, and the backup is just a backup. And he, you know? he seems like a class act too, right? He does, so and he, it seems like he's he's impressing in practice. He's uh. You know, he's not taking anything for granted. I think, like, you need, you obviously need good characters in the dressing room. I, I follow Chris Snow and his incredibly challenging battle uh, with ALS. And it's really, like, it's heartbreaking, but also, like, encouraging to see how positive him and his family are. And Markstrom actually did a FaceTime session with him not long after uh, he signed. So, you know, little things like that to me just, you know, they show good character, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I follow 
his wife's account as well. Um, and they're just such positive people, but you don't often see, they, they interact obviously with the players and whatnot, but this guy, like it just stood out that he just, you know, wanted to talk, talk to Chris and everything. So that, that was pretty cool to, in my mind. And you just need good characters like that. Like yeah. we, you and I don't need to go over some of the characters we've had in the dressing room. We'll get to that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I, <laughs> who have moved North, but like, <laughs> You know, you can't have that, right? Doesn't no. matter how good or bad you are, you can't you can't be a, a I shitty... think I think chemistry, especially in a season like this, is gonna be super important, right? Yeah. That that closeness, that togetherness. You know, if these guys are wanting to spend that time with each other and enjoying that time, especially through the adversity that's going to be this season, I think it's gonna make a big difference. And a kind of you know, a correct character this year is gonna ma- is gonna make make, make a, a huge difference. And, and in they're the impact. spending way more time together this time. Yeah. Right? I, I, I in the playoff bubble, you know, we weren't there for very long, but it looked like a lot of teams who had that those character moments did well. Like you saw yeah. those videos coming out of ping pong tournaments and people, you know, Vegas tipping hotels and restaurants in uh, Edmonton and just doing things together as a team. You know, the sacrifices they made being away from their families and friends and such. It just it helps if you have that those other bonds that you connect with. So hopefully the flames have got a little more chemistry and a little more closeness this year, but anything else on goalies you want to add or, I mean, no, like let's it's pretty obvious let's, how it's going to shake yeah, out to me, to me, like there's no, there should be no surprises, but we'll, we'll see how the season goes. Like as long as I just don't want to see what I've seen in the last six years. Yeah. Agreed. If Markstrom hits a rut all of a sudden and Riddick plays well and yeah, fine. Good for Riddick, but, you're back to square one. You can't do that. Well, hopefully he just plays well. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he's gonna have the he's gonna have some bad games for sure. I just mean that you know you still gotta treat him. I th- as... I think it's hard as a coach not to make that change, you know. But I understand yeah, your perspective. I as get well. it too. But that's why he gets paid the big bucks. The coach just yeah. needs to figure that out. We're but... committed. We're committed. I think so. Financially and in turn, we're committed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big contract for sure. It's a big contract, but worth it. Let's look at the D. For me, and you may disagree, but there's five, five spots that are a lock. Geo, Anderson, Tanev, Hannafin, and Valimaki. Yeah, I don't... That I totally agree with. Those yeah. guys should be starters every night. And then, I mean, you're looking at... You got Michael Stone on a PTO, Connor Mackey, Nikita Nesterov, and Yellison. I think competing for those other spots. Shillington too, yeah. He's a late arrival to training camp, so he might take well, a while. Well, he had some immigration issues at the border and whatnot, and then quarantine, so he, he missed five days. What can be the immigration issue? I, I don't know. I didn't read too much into depth about it, but... Hey, I'm from Sweden. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, but <laughs> he's... I play for the Flames. Five days late because of some unknown issue at the border. Did you and, forget uh, your passport? He brought too many cigars, man. He, he went over <laughs> the limit, and... That's it. Um, yeah, like the, the five I agree with for sure. I still want to see Shillington make it because I, I think you'll see a bit of rotation at the back end. Well, with especially with this squad, roster extension, yeah. right? Like you probably will. And, you know, in some respects, it might be a situation where the coaching staff can be like, look, guys, we're going to swap between you. Uh, number five, number six, likely going to be a fluid roster setting for you. And, you know, we need to develop all of you. And as long as you're playing well, we're going to play you, right? It's a bit of a shorter leash for the 5'6 guy. Top four, 
probably will go relatively unchanged other than the odd shuffle between the two. But yeah. I think like, you know, I want Shillington to make it because I really like these offensive defenders. I realize that his defensive liabilities are, you know, they become they a big work. problem. They, they need, need work. work for sure. But his offensive upside is something that can't be ignored. And I look at the, let's say, six defenders right now. Of the six, you know, I think his offensive upside in terms of a cap is a lot higher than all of theirs. I'm just, to your point, I'm just not sure if coaches look at a six or four and or five and six guy as your kind of offensive defenseman. They you know definitely what I mean? don't, but it's about me thinking that's a developmental position too. Five and six isn't exactly your, you probably prioritize defensive guys in five and six for sure. Especially with like crunch time, your top fours played crazy amount of minutes. They need some breaks. You probably want defensive minded guys over offensive minded guys in that situation. But at the same time, if you can capture that lightning in a bottle with Shillington, which I think is there on his offensive upside, you win a player out of it, right? You really do. Yeah. And like, if you win a good offensive player out of it, you can put him on your PP too, yeah. right? And that's really important because that's the difference between scoring, you know, a situation where, let's say, we were 20% on the power play and all of a sudden we're 30% because of a guy like that. Like, I'm exaggerating, but... That 10% could make you the playoffs. Yeah. Right? And maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I agree no, with you. Small like, margins are going to help. Yeah. I mean, especially when you have such a big roster now. Like You, you probably want to try to see if you can develop that. Where do you think... Well, two questions. Tanev, how's his first season going to be and where is he going to fit in? I hope it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't... I can't make a call on Tanev because I wasn't. I know he's good. I know he's solid. I was never. I don't I'm think. Just so I, blah I don't about think it, our, right? our, our. We're going to be blown out of the water with his performances. Yeah, and I'm not expecting anything in that respect. But I just look at him as this steady Eddie. You know, he's going to put in a consistent performance. Nothing too flashy, which is what you need. But. I'd rather know your thoughts on it because I think like when that happened, I was just so like blah about it. I mean, yeah, he plays on the right side, right? Yeah. Could he play with Geo? I'd rather see Anderson with Geo. Yeah, I'd rather see Anderson there too. But I'd also like to see um, Valimaki tried up there too. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, he's had a stellar camp, I think. Yeah, he's Lindholm's had a good camp too. We don't want to get to forwards yet, but yeah, I think there's a lot up for grabs in terms of the pairings. But well, Tanev is like a solid number. I think he's your two guy. Yeah, he's your two guy for sure. And stay at home, but probably him and Hannafin in some some capacity, or yeah, him and Anderson and Hannafin. I think really needs to step up this year defensively or offensively one of the two like he's kind of just been mildly disappointing since his arrival that's how I describe it yeah ho-hum gets the job done but there's always a little bit you think he can give more and it's never quite there I had a bit I had a bit of a like a YouTube effect with Hannafin when we first acquired him I would look up highlights of him on YouTube when he was on Carolina and there were some like pretty slick goals that he scored 
especially like goals where he'd like bomb up the ice, we, get involved. We, we and whatever. play a different but, system, and I realize we do play a different system. But I kind of got romanticized by that side of him, and then I don't know if my disappointment is really valid because I I agree with you. Like I'm mildly disappointed too. It's but very mild. I don't I don't know if that's because I had this different vision of him. And maybe this is just the way he is. Uh, yeah. He's not bad. Maybe. Like, don't get me. I'm not I, saying that. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I think my vision of him on Carolina, the type of player that he was versus the type of player that he is now was different. Yeah. And I, that he's just, maybe this is him. I mean, he, he doesn't rock any boats. He's not, you know, he's not turning any heads or anything, but he's going out and he's, he's okay. Doing the job, he's okay. Sure. He's doing the job. And, I do see offensive upside with him too, obviously. So if you put put him with a Tanev, you know that's a good pairing. I think they complement each other yeah. with their with their skill sets. But I also don't want a guy like you know even Shillington down to that depth. But uh, I don't want Val Mackey to be kind of you know snubbed for the top two just because you have two guys in the second line. Let's say Tanev and Hannafin being quote unquote veteran guys versus yeah. you know Val Mackey, who I think and I think a lot of fans believe this too has way more potential and way more to add to this club uh, you know down the road for the long term. Just right? historically for us, we've never been one to rush a defender into that top two pairing, and I think we should take some chances in doing that. You know, maybe Geo's not a lock there, and maybe he's not. Maybe this is this is when the inflection of age happens right yeah. like we haven't seen that yet we did sort of maybe last season like he did slow down a bit but in yeah. fairness he had a stellar season the pr- season prior yeah so he was a total animal he's still an animal and but at some point he will slow down yeah right it's it's just inevitable i just like, wonder if this might be you know with games in such rapid success succession not necessarily you know like a monday tuesday but Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday kind of thing, like frequency. It's uh it might take its toll, but And that big roster will help for that too. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. and so like and I, I'm not worried about a geo who like if for example, you're the coaching staff, you're and you've been watching him, you're like, okay, four games in, he's been kind of like a C minus. You would have no worry telling him straight up, look, like he knows too. We need to kind of shuffle you down, give you know Valimaki a chance with Anderson or whatever. I don't think he's going to cause a problem, right? In fact, he'll probably be a good mentor with these guys. So Gio's just a good fucking dude to have on the team. Yeah, and that character, that leadership, and like yeah, and like for example, if I saw other players, and I will will obviously get to those later, but there are certain other players on our team that I don't have the same confidence in. That if they were told, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you're going down a couple lines for a few games i'm i can count right now three players that would be a complete pain in the ass to do that and i don't mean that in a bad way but th- it is what it is so it's good to have geo back there who do you think rolls out opening night in the six in that six spot Ooh. i don't know i'm gonna go with nesterov that's my pick I mean, Yellison had a pretty productive year in the system last season. Like, I mean, whatever we do, the way just I've been, yeah. don't sign Michael Stone. Please. The thing is, it won't be, it won't be. You know, the thing about Michael Stone is that he's got 
he's got certain assets that you can use in a game even for like four minutes. I feel like we should develop some of these guys. Instead. I agree. I, I'm not going to disagree. But what I'm saying is that Stone's got a crazy-ass shot. There's nobody on our team that shoots like him. Yeah. You, you bring that guy on the power play the odd time, the odd game, with a cheap contract. I mean, you don't say no to that. It's not horrible depth if he's okay with not playing every game, which he, he is. Like, he's been kind of on that cusp, you know, position for a while now with us. We've know. had him for how long, right? Like, a while. Yeah. So it's not like he demands and commands all those minutes. I, I guess so. But I just have a hunch we're probably, ah, I just want to see some. You're right. He does have attributes which you can use for every now and then. Yeah. He's a solid defender. Every now and then. I just like to see some of those minutes go to those players to develop. Get that game time under their belt. So you're, you're sticking with Nesterov on that? Uh, yeah, I think Nesterov is going to be our sixth guy on the first night. Maybe Connor Mackey, but I don't think Yeltsin will be the one. Yeah, probably not. I, I'm honestly okay with any one of those three. I'm, I mean, I'm hopeful like Shillington, but him. it won't be because he was delayed. Nah, he won't be ready. Yeah. But again, I'd, I'd like to see him too. I'd just... We have a bit of depth here, and it'd be nice to get some guys in and get some minutes and see how they do, see how they shake up. Yeah. Forwards? <laughs> or do you got anything else on D? I, I want you to start with the forwards. I mean... I feel like there's so much to say. First thing, what do you think our first line is? Is it Kachuk or is it Johnny? Johnny. Okay, so you got Johnny, you got Monty, and who's on the, who's on the right? For now, I'm going to say Lindholm. You think Lindholm? Okay. Well, I mean, I can see it. I'm not. I'm not saying I would do that myself, but they they were always a good line. Yeah. If they catch that again, that's you probably want to go with familiarity in your first game. I think. I think they're going to mix it up this year. I think Kachuk and Lindholm are going to be together, and I don't know if Lindholm plays center and Backlund moves down. Probably not. It's probably going to be Kachuk, Maybe, Backlund, yeah. Lindholm. Yeah. And I think you're looking at someone like Dominic Simon with uh, Johnny and Monty. <laughs> okay. Because well, he played with Sidney Crosby and he got some points. I can I could see they've been trying Manjapane in yeah, some of the I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be terribly upset with that. No, I, but the lack of size kind of worries me. But Manjapane doesn't play his size. He plays bigger. No, but Monaghan could play a little more physical. Just a little. Not Jankowski level, but, you know, he could throw it around. <laughs> Yeah, but my conspiracy theory stays the same. I think Monahan's not necessarily physical because he's got ailing issues, lingering issues, and injury problems. I mean, if he's healthy, he has lots of time to recover, and he's ready to go. I mean, you didn't hear anything about Monahan having four surgeries after the end of this no, season. No, that's fair. But uh, there's, a, there's a proneness to him right now, an injury proneness that I'm not... Basically, what I'm, all I'm trying to say is that I don't see him elevating his physical game. Yeah, fair. Right? He'll still play great. He'll still score goals. He'll still put do, in solid do you, points. Do you think, where, on, a, on a scale of 1 to 10, how motivated do you think Johnny and Monty are this season? I think, I want to say 10, but my gut feel says 5. I think it's more like a 6, 7. I, I don't, I don't want to start a podcast off without the puck being dropped in a single game. Already harping on these two, but... You know, we're, there are guys still 
I don't think the throne has fully moved to Kachuk. Like, we look at them as our stars, and uh, I think they really need to have a good season this year. And, you know, there could be moves in the offseason. If not, there could be moves anyhow, right? I don't know if Goudreau's going to stay here after those two years. He comes out and says, oh, I love it here, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, every time you do that, it's, it's kind of the lip service to the, to the local boys and the local team to just, you know, reaffirm my commitment by saying it. But then, oh, the Flames traded me and they had a deal they couldn't refuse. But I, I really think we can't see, number one, laziness. And number two, you know, we need, some, we need the body language back. The bonding, the the chemistry, I think that needs to come back. The Gatorade, I want the Gatorade. I was about to say when they did when they stopped doing the Gatorade, it concerned me. Like, what's going on? There's there's trouble in paradise. I still think you read way too much into that. No, no, I I don't think so. Like, body language says a lot. I agree with body language saying a lot, but that doesn't mean it doesn't equate to Gatorade being squirted in their mouths. I just want them to. I want to be cautiously optimistic for once in my life when I'm on the record and say they got a chance. Christ, Goudreau's in my hockey pool, okay? So he better do well. He's in yours too. Yeah, so. he's in mine too. So, But that's almost blind faith on my part. I just want them to do well. But I think part of it, so where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think my the skeptic in me has seen so many times players reiterating how much they like it in a city, players reiterating how much they like it at a team. Those are usually the players that are having problems. Like, or, That's what I, that was yeah, my point. Exactly. Like, and, Paying us lip service. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm reiterating it because that, that to me is saying that there is something there, but on the flip side, I think by saying that maybe this is his and I mean this for both Monty and Johnny, but Johnny mostly has been doing this, uh, mostly these types of, you know, affirmations that I'm happy here, but, and he got married, right? So, hey, right? Straighten, <laughs> yeah, straighten up there, bud, right? So, but I kind of look at that as, okay, every person has a breaking point, and before they hit their breaking point, people usually give that last hurrah for that breaking point, especially athletes, like athlete, high-level athletes who are super competitive. They made it here for a reason. It, they're, they're not half-assed guys. No, You make the not. NHL because you're, you're competitive and you're good. You could be competitive and not good and still not make the, make the show, right? You still have to have some level of talent. I get that. But that competitive factor has to be there all the time. Johnny's not good enough to make the NHL without a competitive edge. He did. At some point, he, he just bit everyone else's head off and took, he took over every game, right, on his way here. So my hope is he's had enough of this shit and he says i'm gonna fucking prove all you wrong i'm gonna have a hundred point season or what i know that's a little far-fetched with the shorter games but you know what i'm saying a 75 points right yeah you know exactly what i mean it is a high points producing season everyone shut the fuck up i I love that yeah i want to see that and i think it'll be there i think i honestly if you could get a player like Mangiapane who steps up and a, a player like Dominic Simon or Josh Levo or Dylan Dubé, Bennett even, who plays a role and who, who carves out a way for themselves in those top two lines. And you have two very dangerous lines. Um, you're gonna, we're going to be a pain in the ass to play, especially in that Canadian division, right? And if you find a way to contain 
contain McDavid and overpower Vancouver every game and, you know, treat Winnipeg like you've always treated them and win six out of seven against Ottawa or however many fucking games we play against those clowns. Like, you know, you got, you got a chance. And I, I just think you, you take it, these segments step by step and you have a few things go your way, one being Markstrom, two being a Valimaki, three being those top two lines click. Your, your money. I know maybe that's asking a lot, but... No, I. But I if think, I could have three things, that's what it would be. But that's and that's how they need to look at it. Yeah. That that that's how they need to approach it. And in fact, the competitive level within the squad needs to be high too. Yeah, especially like, with the taxi squad. Exactly. Continual like, competition the, for spots. The message from the coaches needs to be: no one's guaranteed. Now I get that your stars are guaranteed. I'm not gonna live in a dream. But world if they're thinking that. it's not. But if they're thinking it's not, or at the very least. You see a Manjapani on your same line, and you're Johnny. And Manjapani's putting 10 times more effort every shift. He's putting in more goals than you. He's getting more points than you. And he's getting selected for more, uh, you know, he's getting put on the ice for more crucial times. Power plays. Power plays, whatever. Hey, bud, step up or step away, right? And if I were Johnny, and I feel like this is most competitive players or athletes out there, they're going to look at that and be like, okay, I got to be fucking better. I, I, the team's looking at me like I'm the guy. But I right? don't think Goudreau's ever felt that. I, yeah, but I think, I think he has. It's, you and I are used to seeing guys with his skill to be a lot more like, you see it. Like, you We've, see the physical, like, you see the body language, right? You could still be a ho-hum body language guy and still be competitive. Yeah. You don't have to be a screaming, yelling, you lunatic. Yeah, right? I, I know, but I... I I just don't feel like he's ever had that pressure on him. When he ascended to that spot in our roster, he just plowed through everybody because he was better than everybody. For sure. But then there's never been anybody who's challenged him remotely. Him and Kachuk are different players. For sure. Like, he's our our sniping playmaker. Yeah. And he's silky smooth on that puck. But when he gets shut down, he he gets shut down. And he shuts down. Yeah, and that that part... I think Colorado has scarred me, but uh, yeah, Colorado exposed not only him, but a chunk of our team with that attitude. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was attitude because they're not, they're not that bad of players as we saw in that series. No, not at all. We were not that bad a team either. Mike, Mike Smith thought he was playing in front of Arizona. That's why he was so good that series. Yeah. And I think there was definitely an element of the guys not taking it seriously. Right. Cause we were ahead of Colorado in the standings during the season and season means jack shit once you hit the playoffs, right? And they just, they, they, they should have learned their lesson from that. They should have been like, okay, wow, we really, we fucked up. We looked at this team like we should be able to plow them over, especially when we won that first game by total fluke. Yeah. Right? I mean, the puck took how many deflections to go in on a couple? Like, at, at some point, the coaching staff need to be like, guys, we, we got lucky there. Like, you got to step up. Yeah. They got three guys that are owning you. And the only reason why they didn't win that is because they just didn't have good, good day in front of net. No. It's not like Mike Smith was standing on his head. <sighs> but It's going to be interesting. I mean, I mean, we digress, right? Like, there's definitely an opportunity. But, and everyone is a year older. Yeah. Right? And I mean, I say that as a year older. I don't really count. The age of this team profile is pretty good, generally. That's what I'd I'm say. saying. Yeah. yeah. Like... What I'm saying, your average age now is getting to a point where it's like, okay, these guys will start having this ascension 
and they'll be able to read the game better now that they're a little more experienced. So my hope is that games like that we saw with Colorado a couple years ago, those will be more of a distant memory at this point because yeah. you got to know how to adjust your game to play against teams like that. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's mostly players at that point. It's not necessarily coaching. A couple of days and we'll find out. Absolutely. But I think I'm getting more excited by the minute. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know you're just, it's in your voice. You're so excited for sure. <laughs> I can't wait till they play <laughs> to the games. Okay. Okay. Who plays, who plays with Kachuk? Backland and you think Manjipani? Yeah. I'm going to say Lindholm. I think Lindholm's going to play with Kachuk. Okay. I, I kind of like having those two lines coming out. Yeah. That line, I don't have any concerns with. They'll be good. I'm, I'm indifferent, really, but I think they just go to familiarity first. Who rounds out the bottom six? Lucic, Bennett, Dubé, Ryan, I think. Well, Ryan was put on waivers today, but I don't think was it was. Was he actually? Yeah. Wow. And um, along with Shillington, not one got claimed, thankfully. Um, I think it's a formality. Nobody claimed them, so I think nobody claimed them. I don't think they did. I don't know if it's over yet either. It was an article by Wes Gilbertson today, so I was reading that. But um, anyhow, uh, yeah, I see Lucic, Bennett, for sure. I don't know if it's Ryan or... I don't know. Dubé? Dubé. I'd probably put Dubé there. I put... See, the thing about Levo is that he's got, he's got some, something there that the staff likes. There's a reason why we picked Simon. him up. I think, again, familiarity. So it's, it's a Bennett, Lucic, Dubé thing to me. Okay. That as one line? Right. And, and then, then Levo. Simon Ryan? Yeah. I suppose. I'm kind of lost on the fourth line. I mean. As Tyler looks it up on the computer. These are the guys at camp. <laughs> Dimitri. So Zav. Gor Ojini. Okay. Itu Tulola. Dominic Simon, Derek Ryan, Adam Ruzica, Buddy Robinson, Zach Ronaldo, Zach Ronaldo, Luke Phillip, Matthew Phillips, Emilio Peterson, Joachim Nordstrom. It would be nice Livio, to see. Leo, Justin Kirkland, Glenn Godden, Brian Froisi. And that's about all the unfamiliars. It'd be, it'd be nice to see Phillips get a shot here and there. Because he had an excellent season. And, of course, Connor Zari and Jacob Pelche, but I don't think they're going to play this year. Well, Pelche, yeah. I think of the two that I watched during the juniors, Pelche just has that extra bite. Yeah. And I, I mean, really liked it. There were, like, elements of Kachuk there in that, in that competitive streak he has, right? I think he's going to play for the Flames. Same with Zari. I just don't think this year. Yeah. I don't think this is well, the... Well, depending on what happens, right? Like... Could be some COVID things or whatever, but yeah, maybe you know yeah. you never know. But injuries, but some decent forward prospects in the pipe finally. Yeah, it's that you actually are looking at excited. and thinking they'll be in the ro- they'll be in the roster in a year or two. Yeah, hopefully yeah, for sure. Because I I haven't felt that way about players in our farm for a while. Well, Phillips is good too. Don't yeah don't forget. no, but super talented, small kid, but super talented, right? We have a lot of small talented kids. I mean. Mangiapane is not way. huge. Yeah, but the game's going that way. Yeah, it's true, but I still like size and speed still matter. 
Well, for sure. But these yeah. young guys, the small guys can be quick. And... Anything else for forwards? No. Decent, decent camp, decent team. It's going to be exciting Thursday. Really, I'm, 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 I'm being, I'm being pretty boring about it by picking the same lines. But if you had to pick one breakout candidate, who's going to break out this year on the Flames? I think Manjipane. Manjipane. You know, I'm going to go. Is Anderson legit picked for that? Can you argue that he's kind of? I think he's going to break out to like a first line guy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I mean, he's on an ascension. My for sure. my honorable mention was Val Mackey, but yeah, me too. For sure, me too. I I just I I just love one or two breakout players. Really, if we could get it. I yeah. Mean, like I, you know, my heart saying number one Val Mackey, but I just see the reality is I think Manjipine is going to get a lot more shots on the first line. Who is your? Standout performer, not necessarily a breakout, but it's going to be our best player, our MVP. Kachuk, probably. Chuck, I'm, I'm gonna go with Johnny. <laughs> Maybe Markstrom. <laughs> yeah, Markstrom is up there too. You know, but... if he if he steals us <laughs> seven or eight games, that's pretty big, right? I honestly, I don't know how many games we should be looking at stealing in this division, but. You're right. If he if he stands on his head a few times and well, we squeak I mean, out a couple two ones, one nothings. Yeah, but I mean, like if if you're playing Ottawa and like you're playing like a horse's I, ass, I hear but what he you're saying. you know yeah, he yeah. stands on it, right? Like, yeah, I think one of those three will be the standout. And if they're not, we're we're in deep shit. Unless it's Geo and he's Norris again, but <laughs> we can't keep relying on Geo being a Norris candidate. Who who busts for you? Ooh. I hate that. Why don't you go first on that one? I think this is the last straw year for Bennett. Huh. I think it's it's I think he doesn't I think he continues to take stupid penalties, keeps getting reduced minutes, is a victim of the taxi squad and just busts. Maybe. I'm sad. I don't want to pick him, but that's what I think. It could be, but I mean yeah. I know it's depressing. I see no, the look but on your face. But yeah, like but you're Such talking about the season, right? Yeah, he's yeah. he busts in the season. Is yeah. He? I mean I would never take him in the playoffs for busting. No, but yeah. I think no, not playoffs, but yeah. He, I know who it's, I'd take in the playoffs. It's to real bust. real real early in the playoffs or to be talking That's about just it. That's who I think yeah, has fair. has a, da- a downturn, if you will. Fair. Doesn't seize the opportunities. Maybe bust is a bit of a harsh word. But. I, I could see, I can make an argument that Backlund. Backlund too, yeah. Because. Lucic is obvious. There, like, there's well, nothing to bust from, really. Well, the, okay. In fairness, again, Lucic was probably one of our better players last season in the playoffs. He actually, I, I have some hope for him this year. But yeah, like, I think the bar at this point for him is. Not at a point where I'll be disappointed if he doesn't put many points up. I'll put it that way. But if Backlund doesn't put up, you know, second line, third line type point, well, second line type points, I'll be disappointed. Yeah. Because the last couple seasons with him have been a downturn. And like, but when he signed that contract, it just hasn't been the same. And I don't know if that's a function of him maybe losing a bit of an edge or is it a function of, our co- changing of coaching and, and the way we play our game or what have you, but he seems pretty streaky lately. 
And, yeah. And it, it bothers me because he was probably one of the most consistent guys we had. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. I this don't... is a guy that's captain of Sweden. Like, it's not like I think you, he's I think underrated. you need it. Yeah. Backlund is a bit of an enigma for me. Like, I don't know. Coaches see something in him. We see something in him and as a franchise. We gave him a big contract. He's here. He's here to stay. Hopefully, he. Yeah, he could bust. He could. I I just have a high standard for him. I do too. But like I I think he's just so capable and he has a competitive streak to him. Like you see, him getting fired up when his pl- when a buddy gets hit or whatever. Like when he scores, he's screaming at the top yeah. of his lungs. He like. Imagine when Johnny scores against Philadelphia, how crazy he goes. He doesn't go that crazy on every other goal, but that's Backlund every goal. Yeah. He goes nuts. Yeah. Like, you know Backlund, he's fucking out there to win, and he wants to get everything right. But for whatever reason, that consistency kind of is real hit or miss lately. I just want that consistency back. Yeah. 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 I mean, I agree. There's a lot of... Like the beginning of every season, you know, you're, you're filled with hope and there's a, a bit of dread in the back of your mind yeah. about how it could go wrong. But This is definitely you know, one of our more somber uh, season previews. Yeah, uh, there's optimism here for sure. I mean, there's a lot of players that have a chance to improve and there's a lot of players that can seize opportunity. Generally, I, I think that's a good opportunity for a club like, like us right about now. Yeah, and I think we're at that, we're at that point now of that inflection where we see either this team becomes a very competitive playoff contender versus do we go back to drawing board yeah, in a yeah, couple years, right? I, think, I, I totally agree with that sentiment where we're look, we have to look long and hard at this core and it's okay, are we, are we going to be a contender? Are we going to take this division by the throat and just be cutthroat every game? Right, or are we going to have to make a big change? Or is it like square one? And, and don't forget, this is Cheloving's last go. Yeah. Right. In essence, like, I'm, yeah. you know, they gave him that contract. To me, that was like, okay, you've done well. You've put this team to a certain level. You need to go beyond here. If it gets worse, you're gone, which is total bullshit, by the way, because it's the nature of the beast. It's the nature of the beast, nature of the business. But is it really the GM's fault when he's, he's, he's done a lot of shakeups, right? Yes. In fairness, he's done some big moves. He's, Pulled the trigger on a ton of big moves. Yeah. I don't know if they've all worked out for him, but this yeah, but is, this general, is, this is I, I like you said, this is the last roll of the dice. I think so. So, so I think there's a lot of pressure on the management side, too. Tree Leving better be getting the prettiest girl in the casino to blow on those dice for him. <laughs> <laughs> all well, right, if la- he's playing at the casino, we're fucked anyway. <laughs> we don't need to go through those odds. House always wins. Last question, which ironically has odds. Okay, bet three six five. My favorite has the Flames at thirty three to one to win the cup. What like what place is that? Like kind of middle of the pack? I don't know. Do you think that's are we being overvalued or undervalued? I think that's just about right. Just about right. I think we're like a more like a twenty eight to one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna put two dollars on. Oh, are, oh. Are, it's any. It's okay. Oh, I'm, whoops. Yeah. Here, here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Apparently, we were done the last podcast. Sorry about that. I can't just, edit that. No, point. that's there's not, a lot I'm we not, can't edit out of this I'm podcast. I'm not clever enough to like the edit dishwasher that shit. going the whole time. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, my dishwasher. Like, like the music playing in the other room. If you're still listening volume. at this point, God, we love you. <laughs> like you're a hero. You stuck with us. <laughs> yeah. I say twenty-eight to one. Jinx says thirty-three to one. 
Yeah. The music came on. Anything else you want to add? No. Go Flames, go. Go Flames, go. I'm excited for the season. Hey, we'll be back on the weekend after the two games. We'll get another one in for you quick here. So hopefully you like us again. Sorry for the long delay. We missed you. Um, reach out to us on Twitter, at FlamesFanCast, or email FlamesFanCast at gmail.com. Looking forward to the season. I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling pumped now. Go Flames, go. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.